If you love Arizona small school basketball, don't miss out on our Patreon. Here you can get bonus exclusive content that you cannot get on the podcast weekly. It's in our link tree. Go check it out. I promise if you're an Arizona small school basketball fan, you're going to love it. Here we do deep dives on teams, players, games, anything you can think of. It's a little bit of a different vibe. Don't miss out on your chance to join the small ball army. What is up, Arizona high school basketball fanatics? Welcome back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff. Your other host, Reyes, is not here with me today. It's actually Big Reyes' birthday, man. So if y'all got a second, wish him a happy birthday. That's why he's not here. He's living it up big, dropping like a grand on a steak dinner, I'm sure, right now. So it feels weird doing it without him. But what I'm going to do here today is I'm going to do a check-in and how our region picks were. About a month ago, Reyes and I made picks for who was going to win each region in the small ball. And most teams have about four or five games left. Most are conference games, and a couple are might be some freedom games. But we're going to look at how we're doing with that. Check it out. Okay, so let's start with the 3A North. I'm going to say this, man. Me and Reyes have had a pretty good track record this year, uh, or this season, of picking picking correctly. Uh, I think we were figuring out what our record was the other day as far as how many games we've gotten correctly with wins and losses and stuff. Reyes is full of it, man. He said that he was 90-10 and 10, right around there with what he has picked, which I think is total BS. You guys can call him, call him on that if you want. I was, I'm figuring I'm about like 75, I'm definitely, we're both very much in the green from that. So we've picked some really good games. We definitely picked region winners. And that was something that we really wanted to do this season that we didn't necessarily do last season. And let's just start with the 3A North, okay? So we predicted that Monument Valley would be up at the top at this. I said that Monument Valley was going to run the 3A North. And Reyes said I was crazy for that. Monument Valley right now is sitting at number one. They're 10-0 and in region play. The closest team to them is Chin Lee, who's at 8-2. and two. And the teams that Monument Valley has left on their schedule, they do have Chin Lee. They're at Holbrook, and they're at Ganado. So I don't see them. Their last game against Chin Lee was 71-66, to and that was in the Wildcats' den. This next one is going to be at home. I see Monument Valley winning that one, and then they go off against at Holbrook and then at Ganado. They're not going to lose to Ganado. So it looks like our pick for the 3A North was spot on, and that's going to be pretty good. I think that was one of the easier ones to pick. Let's move on into the – man, I just want to say this too. I was just talking to another coach about the 3A North and their region tournament, and it's a super cool tournament, but, man, it could potentially throw a wrench – and a 3A team who is in, like, the top, maybe they're number 24, right? Because we all know this, the winner of the of the North tournament in the 3A North goes to the playoffs. So if you have, like, a, let's so Monument Valley's one, Chinley's two, right? So they're both going to go to the playoffs. Right now, Paige is sitting at 13, so they're going to get into the playoffs probably more than likely. 
Tuba City's 24. Okay, so right now they would get into the playoffs, potentially. I'm not looking at other regions and who's first and second. So let's just say something crazy happened, right? And this is what always gets in there. Window Rock is number 33. If Window Rock went in and they won the region tournament somehow, even though, I mean, looking at their scores, I don't think they could. But let's just say, let's get crazy, as Reyes always says, that they did go up and win. You're looking at the 3A North sending Monument Valley, Chin Lee, Page, Tuba City, and then a Window Rock, which is crazy to me. So, And it's even if Window Rock doesn't bump Tuba City out of there. So I just always think that 3A North tournament is pretty crazy. So Monument Valley, it looks like we made a good pick there. It looks like they're going to come out on top of the 3A North. Let's go to the 3A South. We were super split on this one, actually, in the 3A South. And I rolled with I, I rolled with Pushridge. And uh, Reyes rolled with Thatcher, if you guys remember that, for you like small ball fanatics. He rolled with Thatcher, which he was for sure right. Thatcher's right now sitting up at the top 7-0. and and Palo Verde Magnet is actually in second place at 5-1. and one. Push is all the way down at, I think they're in fifth place right now, sitting at 3-3 three and three in region play. And they haven't had the strongest showing of a season, I think, uh, if I'm, I'm making assumptions here. But their big probably wasn't eligible to play. And things just haven't panned out the way that they would have liked them to. They're still a great squad, and they're working really hard. But... Definitely my pick there was wrong. Here, Reyes picked right in Thatcher. And if you look at Thatcher, man, look, actually, before we talk about Thatcher, let's talk about Palo Verde Magnet, man. We haven't talked about them a whole lot this season. We know that they're super young. They got some really talented freshmen and some underclassmen who are competitors, and they're just tough, and they're going to be really good even in years to come. Palo Verde Magnet sitting at number two in the region to me, I would not have predicted that, you know which is, is really interesting. Palo Verde Magnet left. They have wins over Catalina. Uh, they did lose to Florence 57-64. to 64. Uh, They lost to Sabino already, but they beat Push. Then, then the games left on their schedule is Thatcher, Flowing Wells, Tank Verde, Catalina, and then at Santan Foothill. So just wanted to shout out Palo Verde Magnet, man, they're doing some really good stuff over there. So that's that's really cool, man. I think anytime a program is able to get their freshmen to compete at a really high level, that says a lot about the coaching staff and what they're able to do over there. I think that's what you see at Palo Verde. Uh, very similar. I mean, not obviously the same level caliber freshman as a Scottsdale, but when you can get your freshmen to compete at a really high level when they're so young, I think that's a really big testament to that. Thatcher is at the top of this 3A South, and games left on their schedule, so they will be at Palo Verde Magnet, and they'll play Empire, they're at Alchese, they're at Safford. They have not played Palo Verde Magnet yet at this point in the season. I would really be interested to see that game. Man, if I give a, a score spread for that one, that'd be really tough. But the game that I think is super interesting for Thatcher is their last Freedom game. It's their last game of the season, February the 8th. It's at Coolidge. That's going to be such a fun matchup, man, to watch Gant going up against Curtis, Napier, and Carlos Coronado. Man, I just retweeted this thing from Coolidge, but, man, like, and we'll talk about Coolidge in a second, but they're on a roll right now. So watching that game is going to be super good. I can't wait for that. But Thatcher, it looks like, is more than likely going to come out on top of their region. So hats off to Reyes for picking that one correctly. For the 3A North Central, we didn't touch that one. And for a lot of you guys listening, you know this. Uh, we always 
our goal is we are unbiased and it's hard for us to make, you know, unbiased takes on teams when it's including our region, if we just call it what it is, because this is the region that we coach in. But now, since, you know, it's all the way through and, you know, we've played through most of our of our tougher games and all that, we, I can talk about this for a second, right? Fountain Hills is sitting at the top at 7-0. and Scottsdale Christian is number two at 7-1, and and then you got Northwest at 6-2. and So if you're looking at this, man, Fountain Hills right now, it seems like is kind of untouchable in this region. Uh, they have their last games of their schedule that are going to be, I mean, they got two really tough games here on their schedule and I'm, I'm going to say three, right? So last games. So uh, I think January 31st. So Tuesday they have Wickenburg. They're at Wickenburg on the road. They're going to get that one. They play Scottsdale at home because some of you might have forgotten this, right? Fountain Hills opened up their region play against Scottsdale Christian and it was away on the road and they got that one 56 to 34 Fountain Hills gets them at home now and I'm gonna say this about Fountain Hills and their student section and just their gym and their environment that is not an easy place to play in those kids are ruthless man and it's a it's a fun environment but if you're not ready for it it could really be tough to play in so they get Scottsdale Christian at home I mean, man, I, you can't bet against Fountain Hills here, right? Fountain Hills, I got Fountain Hills winning this one. They're going to be at Northwest Christian. And last time they faced off against Northwest Christian at home, they won 54-32. to 32. And then at Borgate Catholic, they're going to play against them, which last time they won 63-39. to 39. Now, here's the thing. I have Fountain Hills winning out for the rest of their season. But Northwest and Borgate Catholic – Maybe more so Northwest, but also Borgate Catholic. They're just getting better and better, particularly Northwest Christian. I really like what Coach Cook's got going on over there, and those kids are competing at a super high level. They're they're just they're gelling better as the season is coming to an end. So I'm really liking that matchup. I think that's going to be fun at Northwest and even at Borgate Catholic because those kids are super confident and they play with uh, with a really high motor. But I got Fountain Hills winning this one. And, I mean, they will win this one even if they drop one to Scottsdale just because of power points that they have. They got more power points than uh, than Scottsdale. So, uh, regardless, it's going to be a really fun one. And, you know, I, I would not have ever said that I would – I wouldn't think that I would say this, but I'm going to say this. I think the only thing that is hurting Fountain Hills is maybe the, the strength of their region as far as going into the playoffs. But as I say that, though – Fountain Hills has played really great freedom games and non-conference games. What am I saying? I'm just being crazy right now, dude. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm crazy. Yeah, I take that back. Fountain Hills is rolling, man. They got a really strong schedule, and uh, yeah, they're, they're rolling, man. They are going to be tough, and they are a legitimate number two in the 3A. You could make an argument that they could be number one. I'm not going to, but they're a really great squad. Okay, so 3A South Central. Y'all, this one's so freaking loaded, uh, right? We picked Valley Christian to win this one. And so if you look at this, this is kind of crazy. This is where it gets kind of fun, right? So Valley Christian sitting at the top, okay? Valley Christian and this next week, they have a huge game. They, they obviously play Santa Hills at home, which they're going to win. But then February 3rd, they're at Gilbert Christian. And, I mean, if you missed it, you should go check it out. But we did a, 
I did a, an awesome, me and Rance did an awesome episode on Gilbert Christian, just highlighting how well they're playing right now. Valley Christian is at Gilbert Christian, February 3rd, and then February 6th, they play against Coolidge. Now, here's the thing. I think that Valley Christian has a chance to lose either one of those games. If I'm a betting man, am I going to bet for Valley Christian? Absolutely, I am. But they have a chance to lose one of those games. Valley Christian is sitting at 4-0 in region play. Coolidge is 4-0. ALA Ironwood is 4-1. Gilbert Christian is 3-1. If Valley Christian were to lose one to a Coolidge or a Gilbert Christian, let's just say they lost one to, let's say they lost one to Gilbert Christian, right? That's their rivalry game. It's uh, it's on the road. I could see that being like a, you know, potential trap game maybe. Not a trap game. They're going to be ready to go for that one. But let's say they lose to Gilbert Christian, right? Gilbert Christian would then move to 4-1. and one. ALA Ironwood is 4-1. and one. Coolidge would be 4-0. Valley Christian would then be 4-1. and one. So we're looking at like a three-way tie for second place, right? And ALA Ironwood this week... They play Gilbert Christian January 31st, right? So it's just crazy, man. Like, if Gilbert Christian can find a way to win those, I mean, dude, this 3A South Central is the best region strength-wise in in Arizona small ball, I think. You know, it's just a great region. And those one, two, three, four, those top four, I mean, they're just right there, dude. So it's super cool. Uh, I want to add this into my ALA Iron where they got that new transfer in who is is definitely an impact player on the boards. He's not putting up a ton of points, but this kid is an impact player on the boards. Coolidge is rolling, man. Coolidge hasn't lost a game yet, everybody. I want you to know that. We're looking at, and I'm, not, I'm even including tournament play, right? It is freaking, as I'm recording this, it's January the 29th, and they have not lost one single game. The only team that has come even close to them is Gilbert Christian, and they won 53-52. to This is a one-point game. Everybody else, I mean, Canyon Del Oro, that was 54-50. to You know, there's that. But they have not lost one game yet. So I'm super excited about this squad. My favorite player on this squad is Carlos Coronado. I love how he plays. I, I retweeted what they had on uh, Twitter that he's one of the most electric guards in the state of Arizona. I'm not saying in Arizona small ball. I'm saying in the state. So I love how they play. And, man, this 3A South Central, dude, is like, it's like must-see TV. How are you not going to watch some of these games? So it's just going to be super fun to keep tabs on. If you're any of these teams, ALA Ironwood, Gilbert Christian, Coolidge Valley, I mean, obviously Valley, but I'm looking at even like the 3 and 4, ALA Ironwood and Gilbert Christian, they got a chance here to make things just crazy, dude. That's going to be fun. I hope they do. So that's the 3 of South Central. We picked Valley. Right now it's looking good, but, I mean, they're going to be tested for sure coming up next. Okay, so 3A East, we picked Holbrook, and Holbrook right now is tied for first place in the 3A East with Snowflake, both sitting at 5-1. and one. And if I remember right, Holbrook this week – they play that it's not this week it's in a couple weeks february the 8th they play snowflake and they're at snowflake holbrook is going to play against sholo and winslow this week and then monument valley i think the the team that has the best chance to challenge them is monument valley that's going to be a really good matchup for them and it's at home so i i could see them winning that one i think holbrook can get monument valley but that's going to be a really close game i think that's like a five point game it's going to be up and down and then Snowflake on the other end, who's tied for first for them in the East, 
Hey, I'm going to say this too, man. The East is way more competitive than I thought. You know, I'm a, I'm a person who's honest and I can be real with myself. We were probably a little bit way too high on Holbrook at the beginning of the season, but Holbrook is, is still doing a good job. They're doing everything they need to do, but we thought that they were just the clear undisputed winner here. Payson is way more competitive than we thought they would be. Uh, Snowflake is way better than we thought they'd be. Blue Ridge is way better than we thought. You know, all these teams are very competitive. So Snowflake is playing against Payson. They're at Chin Lee. They're at Sholo. I think that this might come down to, I mean, obviously it's going to come down to when they face off against each other, but it might also come down to PowerPoints. And if it comes down to the PowerPoint stuff, uh, Holbrook definitely has the edge over Snowflake. So we'll kind of have to see how that pans out. But right now we picked Holbrook. They're still tied for first place. So we'll see how these last couple weeks shake out for them. Okay, the 3A West. All right, this is super interesting. So I want to talk about this for a second. Up at the top, you got, so we picked Yuma Catholic. You got Yuma Catholic in first place at 9-0 in region play. No surprise there. And they have already beaten the number two one time 66 to 35. And then they play the number two February 8th. I, I skipped over the other ones because Yuma Catholic is not going to lose to Kingman. They're not going to lose to River Valley. They've already played them, and neither of those were a, even close to a game. Now, if you look at ALA West Foothills, they played against them, and they beat them previously. The date was January 13th, 66-35, to 35, a very convincing victory. ALA West Foothills is going to be a very different team on February 8th. And it is mainly because of their transfer that they got in, who is leading the nation in steals right now, which is ridiculous to me. I can't even... Uh, he's The kid's averaging over eight steals a game. And he is... I saw some highlights of this kid. He is a, an absolute floor general. Uh, he is a competitor. He is just... He's absolutely a dog and the type of player that you would want on your team. Uh, now, his name is Dayton Foster. I think in his first game that he came out, he had 17 steals. That's crazy, dude. Like, it, honestly, it reminds me of a stat when I was in high school, our girls' basketball team, there was a girl on that team that was just trash, man. Like, she was so bad. And in one game by herself, she had 15 turnovers. And I remember just being like, bro, how do you even, like, lace it up again? You know what I mean? Like, I would just stop. Like, I, I think the sport's not for me. You know, I turned it over 15 times. That's ridiculous. I feel almost the same way as 17 steals. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, what is this kid doing? Like, he's crazy, you know? So, Dayton Foster, class of 2024, if you see film on this kid, he's tough. And he kind of helps alleviate a lot of the stuff of Jean Gould. So I'm excited to kind of see them play together. I'm excited to see how close this this next game is because right now, LA West Foothills is kind of a question mark for me. They're sitting at number 22. They have got to climb those. They've got to climb a little bit. I would hate to see them. And I think they will climb a little bit. I think they'll be okay. But they got to beat Odyssey. they got to beat Tonopah. And just playing Yuma Catholic will help their PowerPoints enough. But they got to beat Odyssey and Tonopah. If they lose to those and they lose to Yuma... I'm saying that they are well. They'll, they'll still get into into the playoffs because they're number two. So, but that's going to be an interesting matchup: Yuma Catholic versus ALA West Foothills, especially because of that transfer. 
that's just fun, man. I love that kind of stuff. And, you know, for all you teams who have transfers and they're, like, active here on the second part of the season, it's probably really fun to just kind of have a whole different game plan, have a whole different angle to attack teams. So that's the 3A. We did pretty solid in our picks there. Every one that we picked is at least in the running to win, still at this point with, like, four or five games left. Let's go to the 2A next. Okay, so here in the 2A, there's some really cool stuff here, man. There's some great teams competing in the 2A, kind of like what I said about the 3A East with Holbrook and all those teams. The 2A West, or the 2A in general, is just way more competitive than we thought it was going to be. We really thought it was just a few teams that were in the running right now. But uh, looking at this stuff, it's a, it's a very different. So I'm so excited for this, man. The 2A North, I'm just going to say this. We picked it right. We picked Round Valley to win this thing out, and they're sitting at number one right now at ten and zero. It's kind of weird. I feel like we're just kind of I'm patting ourselves on the back right now for just picking right. But I just wanted to talk about this. I think it's cool to see what these top teams have left on their schedule. Uh, Round Valley has Safford, St. John's, and Valley Sanders left, and I mean those are going to be some tough matchups for them. But either way, the only team that they have left still in their region is St. John's and Valley Sanders, and they're not going to – they're going to end up on top. So we picked right with the 2A North. Let's go to the 2A Metro. Okay, 2A Metro. We picked Rancho to come out on top of the 2A Metro. Right now they are sitting at 3-0 and up at the top. Not a whole lot of region games that they played, uh, but they're sitting at 3-0 and right now. And a big, big game coming up on January 30th. That is at PCD. And that's going to be a huge... I mean, PCD's got some kids. I mean, we talked about Sosnowitz a couple a couple episodes ago. But PCD's got some firepower that they'll be able to compete with Rancho. They've just got to be able to stand up to the physicality of their defense. And it's at Phoenix Country Day. So that's always a tough place to play at. And they got the, the nice intro going with those sparks and everything. PCD, the biggest thing that's hurting them is their loss that they have. Uh, they lost to Veritas in their region. I would not have predicted that Veritas Prep would be in second place at the 2A Metro. Uh, but right now, it looks like Rancho Solano is sitting pretty there at the top. And I don't think that PCD is going to have enough to take them on, even though it's on uh, on their home court. I think Rancho is going to come on top. And then Rancho, we can talk about them for a second. They got their great matchup still at Scottsdale Christian. And, hey, I'm anticipating this game is going to be super close. Rancho and Scottsdale, I think this is going to be like a classic Rancho-Scottsdale game, almost like last year, you know, that it's probably within single digits and it's going to come down to the wire. It's just going to be a super fun matchup. I cannot wait to see Elijah Williams match up with Ramos. Uh, I can't wait to see Vargas match up with Fan and, you know, all these different things. Who's going to guard Weber for Rancho Solano? they got a lot of kids that they can throw at him, and their defensive schemes are pretty good too. So that's going to be a lot of fun in that matchup, but it looks like we picked right in the 2A Metro. Let's go to the 2A Valley. We picked this one right. 2A Valley, we picked Santan Charter to win this thing outright. Right now, they're sitting at 10-0, and and the person in second place is leading edge, and Santan Charter just beat them 83-54. to Santan Charter is sitting with their season completely finished, and 
I'm just going to say this, man. Santan Charter is the, the – they are the biggest surprise to me of this season for the 2A because I knew they were going to be good. You know, we in the preseason ranking, we had them ranked number five, and people were giving us so much crap. And me and Reyes just kept saying, y'all don't understand. Like, we watched them play all summer. Like, these kids can hoop. Like, we were, we're telling you. And they kept saying all these things about these other teams. And we're like, no, we're telling y'all they can hoop. And what can they do? They can hoop. And they are so young. I don't think, I really don't think you guys understand how young these guys are. Okay? I'm looking at their roster right now. Freshman. Zaire Richardson. Sophomore. Logan Johnson, junior. Christo Jackson, freshman. Kylan Bonner, sophomore. Jared Johnston, freshman. Bo Burns, junior. Mason Kaufman, junior. Tyler Katrin, sophomore. Daniel Dipri? Dipri? I'm sorry, I said that wrong, but junior. Y'all, they don't got one senior on their team. And the majority of their best players, underclassmen. These guys are competing at such a high level. If I did a way too, I could do a way too early preseason top 10 right now for the 2A next year for 2024, Santan Charter is number one for me. I mean, the things that they're doing with such a young squad is so impressive. Huge shout out to Coach Crooms, man. I mean, you're doing a great job with that squad. And they're going into their region tournament uh, at Miami High School February 1st through the 4th. I mean, they, they got it in the bag. My biggest question is January 27th was their last game. So this was Friday, last Friday. So their next game would be, I mean, that's a a longer stretch. So, you know, I'm sure they got some good things going on in there, but, I mean, they're they're just rolling right now. So Santan Chard in the two-way valley, huge shout-outs to them. Any team that gets matched up with them, they're going to have their hands full. So Santan Charter, I mean, you guys know that since the beginning of the season, I've been rolling with Phoenix Christian because they're my favorite to win the two-way title. Santan Charter is up there. I mean, they're right in my mind. Like, I picked Phoenix Christian, so I'm rolling with my pick. If I could go back and repick, I might go Santan Charter. You could go either way, and you'd be fine. 2A Valley. Let's go to the 2A South. We picked Horizon Honors to win the 2A South, and we were correct. Horizon Honors is up at the top 6-1 and one right now. The only games that they have left on their schedule are Santa Cruz Valley, uh, they have Tempe Prep. Santa Cruz Valley, they previously beat 65-27. They play Tempe Prep, who they previously beat 53-46. to So that's a potentially, like, that's a close game, and this one is on the road. And then they end with St. Augustine, who they beat 53-48. to So here's the thing. Horizon Honors has a couple games here that if they lose these games, Tempe Prep could move up a little bit. Uh, St. Augustine could move up a little bit. So we'll kind of have to see this. Regardless, it still looks like Horizon Honors is going to be the region champion. And especially if you just go off of even uh, PowerPoints-wise, they are for sure, they have more PowerPoints than each of these teams. So really interesting. But uh, Horizon Honors got some great players there. They're rolling right now. And I really like their squad. Okay, 2A East. We picked Pima. And Reyes wanted to get crazy and pick Bisbee, but we picked Pima. <coughs> Sorry, y'all. I'm sick. I've been so sick. Oh, my gosh. Here comes another one. Here we go. <coughs> now, I've been sick for, like, this whole last week. 
I've been highly medicated. So my voice sounds a little bit weird. That's why. We picked Pima in the 2A East. We don't really need to even talk about this that much because I don't think anybody in this region can touch them. And their only games that they have left on the schedule are Wilcox, Santa Rita, and I'm talking about teams that are within their region. It's Wilcox, Santa Rita, and Morenci. And I see Pima rolling through all of these teams. They previously played Morenci. They won 68-40, to 40, and this one is at home. All of, I mean, except for Santa Rita and Wilcox, Blue Ridge and Morenci are at home. So I see them. That, that Blue Ridge matchup is going to be pretty fun. So I'm excited to see that one. But we picked Pima there. Okay, 2A Central. Obviously, we went with Phoenix Christian, and we picked correctly. Man, let's just talk about this Phoenix Christian matchup with Highland Prep, right? Phoenix Christian kind of has Highland Prep's number. Uh, Phoenix Christian beat Highland Prep last year, I think, in the Elite Eight to make it to the Final Four, and then they lost to Rancho. But I think if I'm remembering right, all time right now, and I'm just thinking about last year to this year, Phoenix Christian is 3-0 and against Highland Prep. And previously, last season, when they beat them in the Elite Eight, Highland Prep was, was undefeated. They hadn't lost a game yet. So Phoenix Christian is playing really good. They beat Highland Prep, which is their biggest notable win lately, 67-64. to 64. That was on the road in the Honey Badgers' den, which is not an easy place to play at. Don't, don't lose faith in Highland Prep. If you're a Highland Prep fan... You've got to have, like, a really mature coach's mentality, right? That all that this means is you're going to be battle-tested and you're going to be ready to go. Because what happened last year is Highland Prep wasn't, their schedule was not very strong. So when they made it to the playoffs, you know, they were a little bit shaky. They were a little nervous. That's not going to be the case this year. There is a team that is battle-tested. I know I'm supposed to be talking about Phoenix Christian, but I'm getting on, on Highland Prep. They sit at number nine right now, so they don't even have a bye as of currently, right? So... Really interesting uh, to kind of think about that. But Highland Prep uh, loses to Phoenix Christian. Phoenix Christian, their only games left. I mean, they're not losing again for the rest of the season. It's Basis Phoenix, Northland Prep, Glendale Prep, and Mountainside. So, I mean, pretty – I mean, man, I you know what's crazy? Is that first PowerPoints game of the season at leading edge when they lost 58-71. to 71. That's crazy, y'all. That's the only reason they're not number one. They'd be number one, undisputed, easily with PowerPoints-wise. But that's just you slip up, and that's it. So we'll, I wonder how that is going to face off because what they're looking at at the number five, it don't matter who they get matched up against. I got PC going all the way. So, yeah, I love what they're doing over there. Coach Dreisek, you're killing it. You keep going. So we picked right with uh, 2A Central. Highland Prep is in second place at 6-2. and two. Okay, then we got the 2A West. And, y'all, we uh, we really don't know who we got here on the 2A West because we're going to find out this week. Trivium Prep is in second place at 8-1. and one. ALA is in first place at 9-0. and oh. And February 2nd, Trivium Prep plays ALA at home. This is the rematch. Previously, ALA took care of business 46-61 to 61 over Trivium Prep. And we're going to see if they can get back on this. Now, we already talked about this game. If I'm uh, if I'm Coach Randall, I'm thinking about, you know, softer closeouts. I'm thinking about making ALA jump shooting teams. They are shooting better as of late, though, I will say that. So that kind of throws a wrench into that. But they're just a heavy dribble drive team. And I think if, if Trivium 
can find a way to limit their dribble drive and eliminate it, they're going to have a really good chance for success. But Arizona Lutheran, I mean, you got to figure out how to slow down Iron Shell. I mean, he's one of the best guards in the small ball scene right now. I mean, he's playing so good. If Trivium Prep wins this thing, they go to 9-1 and one and ALA goes to 9-1. and one. Now, I think even with that, if Trivium Prep did win, I think ALA still has the better power points than Trivium does. So... It looks like we maybe I should say I shouldn't say we I should say I I picked wrong I picked Trivium Reyes rolled with Arizona Lutheran and it looks like it's probably going to be Arizona Lutheran that comes out on top of this region uh, because even and I guess there's still some games after this you got PCD for ALA and then Trivium when they play. ALA, they got Kingman. So, yeah, I don't think it would be enough. Arizona Lutheran would have to drop Trivium and then probably all the rest of their games, and then maybe Trivium would be able to best them in PowerPoints uh, to be the number one team. Either way, though, how much would you love to see a matchup of ALA and Trivium Prep in the playoffs? You know, your third time playing each other. It's the rivalry. It's heated. I, I would love that. I'd pay to see that. So, that's a great, fun squad, and I can't wait for that matchup. Again, Trivium Prep plays against ALA at home, and this is February 2nd at 7.30 p.m., so definitely don't miss out on that game. A lot of great teams here. We're going to move on to the 1A, and, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Of all the conferences, the 1A is the hardest because the 1A can be kind of spotty with, like, how they enter scores and different things, but... Let's get into it. Here it comes. Let's check it out. Okay, so let's start with the 1A Canyon. For the 1A Canyon, we picked correctly. We picked El Capitan. El Capitan sitting at the top at 9-0. 1A, their season ends in just a couple days, y'all, which is super exciting. This is the week of region tournaments for the 1A, and our Patreon episode is going to be just all talking about that. So I'm going to talk about the 1A, not sparingly, but our, our Patreon episode is going to be focusing in on these region tournaments as best as we can. El Capitan is sitting at the top right now at 9-0. and They got one game left, and that is... No, they already played that game, but the score is not entered. They played it at Seligman. I'm just going to say they probably won that game 69-42. to The first time they played them, they won. So I'm going to say they probably beat them again at Seligman. So uh, El Capitan up at the top 9-0. and Williams is the, the next closest team at 8-2, and but it looks like we picked right with the 1A. Canyon. Okay, 1A Central, we picked this one right. That's no surprise. This was like the easiest one to pick, uh, but we picked North Valley Christian, and we were correct in that. They're sitting at the top at 7-0, and and if I remember right, North Valley Christian, they just got they, they got one game left, and that's tonight. That's at Anthem Prep, and Anthem Prep is actually, I mean, they're doing pretty decent, actually. They've been competing pretty good with some teams, and uh, their biggest game as of late that they played against and one, 
is probably their is Desert Heights Prep Academy. They won 73-60. I still think North Valley Christian's going to get them, even though it's on the road. And North Valley Christian's going to end their season tonight with a dub. So they win the 1A Central, which is great. I still don't think that there is a team that is as well-coached as North Valley is in the 1A. They've got the athletes, they've got the skill, and they've got the coaching. They're all kind of cohesive together. And that's one of the things that makes them so tough. You know, there's other teams that have size and and they might have uh, like some shooting or whatever, but they haven't figured out how to put it all together. North Valley has a lot of really good stuff together, led by Bobby Rodriguez and some of their other sizable uh, bigs inside. So that's the 1A Central. Okay, 1A Copper. So this is actually super fun. For the 1A Copper, we were way off on this. We rolled with Mogion. Okay, and Mogion is currently right now sitting at number four at five and four. That's like our most off pick that we've had. That's the only one that we've had that's really way far off. Because even with ALA Trivium, Reyes picked ALA. We both uh, agreed on Mogion. Hayden and Fort Thomas are actually tied for first in the 1A Copper at seven and two. Hayden has dropped a couple, man. They lost to Cicero this last week, January 25th, and they lost at Joseph City. That was one of the things I predicted correctly about Joseph City. We'll see how they do this week. But their last games are against San Manuel Jr. Senior and Superior Jr. Senior. I can see them really finishing this out pretty easily. I don't think these are going to be much of a competition for them. So I see uh, Hayden winning out. And then Fort Thomas, their last game of the schedule is against Sibiku. So I see, let's see, Superior, boom, boom. Yeah, I think that game then, or that, I think that that region win will go to Hayden then, if I'm not mistaken. So I think they'll have more power points than a Fort Thomas would. Uh, but not by much, though, y'all. Shoot, that's crazy. That's going to be close. I don't know. So it all depend on the strength of schedule of all the people they beat. I think Hayden probably has a better chance at all this. But regardless, 1A Copper, we were way off on that. But don't sleep on Mogion, though. Uh, Mogion still has some really good potential here. Uh, they have um, they beat Williams 70-61 to 61 early on in the season, which is a notable win. They took care of business against Joseph City 71-59. to 59. They beat a Mojave Accelerated at the buzzer. They competed decently against a North Valley Christian 51-65. to 65. I'm just saying they're not a bad squad. They end their season against Joseph City, and uh, that's going to be a really good matchup for them. And Joseph City, you know, I did a whole episode dedicated to Joseph City, and it was funny. Uh, one of my guys on Patreon said I cursed him, but I, I highlighted him, and they lost to Fort Thomas 60-68, but they did beat Hayden 64-52, to and that was probably the tougher of those matchups as far as even just from ranking-wise looking at that. Hayden is ranked a little bit higher. Than Fort Thomas. So Joseph City plays against Williams and Mogion, which, I mean, Joseph City right now, their rank, they're sitting at number 10. So they did inch up into that top 10. If they beat both of these squads beneath them and some other teams on top of them lose, they could be helping their seeding and uh, they could be sitting in a pretty good spot. So I really like the 1A Copper region. Super competitive, man. You got four teams that are very close within striking distance of each other. Okay, 1A Tucson Northwest. We picked Desert Christian, and we were right as of right now. It has Desert Christian up at the top at 4-0. The closest school left 
is the Gregory School. And uh, you know what I would have loved to see? I would have loved to see the Gregory School match up against uh, how am I sp- against Desert with their full squad, super healthy. I think that game would have been really good. I still have Desert Christian winning that game. Um, Desert Christian, their last game of the season is against Valley Union, if I remember right. I'm just going off the top of my head right now. Uh, yeah, it is against Valley Union. They play them January 30th, which is tonight. And that's at their place. Uh, and they're going to take care of business against Valley Union. They've already played them once, and it wasn't even a game. It was like like 58 to like 15 or something like that. So they're going to take them down. And then uh, the Gregory School, who was super interesting, who's, who's inching up right number 14, they end against Benson, and they just beat a really good Cicero Prep team, 48 to 38. Now, Cicero Prep, well, I guess we'll talk about them in just a second. So, yeah, the, we, we picked right. It looks like with Desert Christian, they're going to come out on top of the Tucson Northwest. The 1A North, we were wrong on this one. We picked Rock Point to win this thing. And bases Flagstaff, the Yetis. I don't have a Yeti sound, but if I did, I would love to play it. But they are up on top on this one. They are 6-0 and in their region. And their only game that they have left, they have Red Mesa and they have Shanto Prep. They beat Shanto Prep 77-9, and they beat Red Mesa 54-17. to So I really like Basis Flagstaff. They're doing some really great stuff. I know they have a kid who's averaging a lot of points right now. So he's really competitive, and they're really competitive. They're sitting currently at number nine with an overall record of 13-2. and two. So, I mean, this is a team. This is what I'm saying about the 1A, man. It is so much more competitive than we thought. We thought it was going to be like four, maybe three teams. It looks like there's going to be in the playoffs when they start. I mean, it's going to be fireworks in that first round. So it's going to be super fun. That's the 1A North. And then you got the 1A Tucson uh, Southeast. We picked St. David to come on top of this one, I'm pretty sure. Or we picked Babo. It was St. David or Babo. Which one was it? We picked St. David to come out on top of this one. It looks like we picked correctly. St. David just got a big win over Babo. And I think St. David is done now with games. Yeah, they finished last week, January 25th. And Baba Kavari, I think, is also finished as well. They finished against Lords Catholic January 20th. Gosh, man, that's so long without a game. So we pick right with St. David. I really like St. David. Right now, they're currently ranked number two in the 1A, and they're going to be a really tough matchup just size-wise and strength-wise uh, with any team, even a North Valley Christian. North Valley Christian has the size to compete with them inside, but across the board, St. David probably has a little bit more size than them, like even from the guard spot. Okay, let's move on to the 1A East. Cicero Prep we picked to win that this region, and it looks like we picked correctly. Man, I love Lincoln Prep coming in at second place with this. It looks like, let me see here, if I remember right. So Lincoln Prep, so Cicero Prep is 6-0 right now, okay? Uh, Cicero Prep 6-0. They're kind of an odd team to me, though, because they're, they're one of the most inconsistent teams that I've followed this season. Now, part of that has been because Yurkowski has been out, so, you know, it is what it is. He's a great player. He's a stud for them. When he's not on the floor, they're a different team. But when he's on the floor, they're they're tough and they're competitive. But I feel like they drop games against teams that they shouldn't. And it's just, I don't know, even as I say that, they've been pretty consistent overall. They're 12-5. and five. I just, I feel like this team could have had the potential to go undefeated. 
for sure. But they're six and zero, so we picked right with Cicero Prep. Lincoln Prep is in second place, and I want to make sure that I get this right because I I feel like okay because uh, no conferences are different and stuff. Okay, the one A. Uh, I just want to read this to make sure that I know who's getting in because I know in the three A, it's the top two teams get in. The one A is a sixteen team bracket. In order to qualify, a school must have played a minimum of 12 games. Based on region standings, the top team in each region will earn an automatic bid. The four super regional champions will also earn an automatic bid. Okay, so if you win your super region championship, it's an automatic bid. If different than the region champion. Super regional games will not count for power points. Remaining teams will be added. Okay, yeah, I got you. So it's not the top two go. Which is a bummer, man, because I would love to see Lincoln prep get in there they do such a great job over there coach Foshi and I know I mean I watched them play early on in the season against Glendale Prep and then I watched them play now what game did I watch them play I watched them play Sequoia Charter that's who I saw and they just looks like a totally different team I mean they have improved so much and I mean they're young and I really like what he's got going on over there. Just improvement, right? Even if it's not exactly the way that you want it to look, improvement is really what you got to go for. And, and that's what they've got. So really cool. But we, been, we did pick right with Cicero Prep. Okay, 1A West. Big Salome. Come on, of course we picked that right. Tito Calderon is back. And uh, right now they're sitting at number four. They're 14-2 and two overall. Their only game left is at Baghdad, who they're going to take care of business against. They beat them 63-21 on January 17th. So there's a lot of really fun things that are going on. Like I said, our Patreon this week is going to be focusing in on 1A tournaments as best as we can find them, you know. I really do mean that, that the 1A is harder to follow at times because uh, sometimes scores aren't put in correctly or, you know, there's not uh, – I don't know, like, it's just kind of odd to follow. So we'll do our best with following that kind of stuff and uh, tune into our Patreon for that. I want to remind you guys, man, if you haven't already, make sure that you you like, you subscribe, you follow the show. I just looked on Apple Podcasts the other day, and it looks like we've gone up, but there's still like 48% of you guys that aren't subscribed. Come on, y'all. There's thousands of you guys that tune in every single Monday, and like about half of you guys are not subscribed hit that subscribe button and while you're there uh write us a review you know we love those five star reviews and go check out our patreon if you haven't already man uh, we really have been grinding on there we've been trying to work hard and provide really good content and you get bonus episodes bonus content all that kind of stuff so don't miss out thank you guys for tuning in and we'll catch you guys next week <laughs>